Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. I was busy preparing a tofurkey for the Legion's annual Thanksgiving get-together. This holiday is all about coming together and being grateful for what we have, so I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and I really hope you're enjoying Season 4. To celebrate the occasion, we've decided to release one of our Patreon-exclusive episodes. This is another Scooby-Doo episode, but it's a very significant one. At about the 21-minute mark, we make a discovery that I believe has permanently changed our podcast. If you haven't listened, you're going to be in for a treat. We reference it all the time, not only on Patreon episodes, but in Season 4, so you'll you'll get like a lot more Easter eggs. It's a life-changing discovery. Anyway... Thanks so much for listening and supporting us. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And if you're not from the U.S., then uh, have a good November 28th, I guess. Signing off, I'm Winston from VelmaDinkley.com. Find me on Velma Chat to let me know what you think of the episode. Dylan, you gotta finish episode four if you want your potato. Hello and welcome back to Potty Do Where Are You, the number one Scooby Doo podcast on the Legion of Red Ob Network. Yeah, it turns out a podcast named Scooby Doo is a real podcast. And you can't <laughs> use it. it was always Potty Doo to begin with. <laughs> My name is Winston, and I felt a vast amount of white guilt watching this episode. <laughs> uh, with, with me, as always, is. Hi, I'm Bobby, and I'm wearing traditional native garb. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, I'm Clark, and I'm going to be Fred doing an Australian accent for the entirety of this show. <laughs> Crikey. Crikey, gang. <laughs> Tony, go on. Uh, I'm, I'm Tony. I'm a... Uh, Gorilla, uh, or sorry, I'm going to be Scooby voicing a gorilla for the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm Chris, and I'm dressed like Steve Irwin, but I'm also in South America. <laughs> <laughs> there couldn't be offensive to just one group of people in this episode. Yeah, it was a really hard, it was a hard decision, but uh, Bobby took my Native American, I was going to say I'm a Native American who fully believes that uh, the jaguar was a real thing and we're going to follow him to murder a a young teen and eat them. (laughs) But whatever. (laughs) Okay, today we are covering Jeepers, it's the jaguar. (laughs) (laughs) The eighth episode of the third season. (laughs) There's three seasons. (laughs) And it's fucking something. (laughs) While stuck in the Brazilian jungle, the gang learns about the jaguar <laughs> a monster with the body of a gorilla and the head of a saber tooth tiger. Which is just okay, just great. I don't even know. I, I, I know everybody wants to lead it, but would you mind if I take at least the beginning? Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and start the synopsis. Uh, okay. So, literally, literally, the episode opens with five minutes of straight screaming. <laughs> it's it's literally like like there's three natives, they're bowing, and they're like, "Who are they bowing to?" Well, it doesn't show right away. Okay. And then it pans to the jaguar, which is just a ape looking thing with a saber tooth tiger, and it's like, <laughs> and then they're like, Wah! 
<laughs> this just goes on forever. And then it cuts up to uh Don't forget they made a bowl of soup for this monster. <laughs> to this inanimate Which, statue. By the way, speaking of that bowl of soup, later in the episode we confirm that they are indeed cannibals. Oh my god. So well, wait, then earlier er, like in one of the early scenes it says they're not cannibals, they're just headhunters. Oh yeah, to eat the heads that they <laughs> I mean, they, they, oh no, they are cannibals. They, obviously, that guy's just wrong, because they are indeed cannibals. You know what? Since the Jaguar came alive, they're like, you know, let's try it. Maybe he was telling them to do it in that scream. Yeah. <laughs> their souls! And they have That's actually hurting my throat now, but here we go. So, ah! <laughs> I love to all rotate the screaming. Uh, okay! <laughs> They tr- okay, so that, like after the cannibal scene, the first cannibal scene, one of many, it shoots up to the gang on a f- Indiana Jones-esque freight oh, plane. Wyoming Johnson. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Clark, how many of those planes have you been on? How comfortable are they? Uh, not super comfortable, but like this one is super suspicious right off the back. So uh, this is actually part of uh, the CIA Secrets Code Scooby protocol, where they were shipping in cocaine from Brazil. Um, that's why there was so much storage space and only five people on this passenger-sized plane. <laughs> well, yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like, I think Clark's actually right there, and that Shaggy is indeed. He, he said this a long time ago, and I was like, that's a dumb reason, Clark. That's a, not even a good joke. But then, now here we are, flying in this, like, gang of teens on a cargo plane from America to Brazil to quote-unquote go to, like, the... What is it? The like, Rio de Janeiro the festival. Yeah, Rio de Janeiro festival, and that's it. And for that, they're not riding, they're not riding on like a commercial plane. They're riding on a freight plane where they're the only passengers. Yeah. That's real weird. So maybe this is once Fred has been established as a cult leader, and the government they understand how scary he is, how powerful and charismatic <laughs> he is. Oh. And we all know in the sixties and seventies, the government—I mean, they still are—is all about destabilizing other. Other, other countries. <laughs> so they're like, okay, we could give you the death penalty. We could give you life in prison, Fred Jones. How would you like to be an agent of the government? I actually think that's 100%. We send accurate. you down, you overthrow the government, you make your own cult. <laughs> Not only... Whoa! That is where... Fre- or, uh, Jonestown, yeah, Fredtown. Jonestown was, was in uh, South America. You know, I think yep. that's exactly what happened. It's like they needed a place. They couldn't afford an actual plane ticket. So instead, they <laughs> snuck onto the cargo plane, and then the pilots just had no choice because otherwise Fred would have had them killed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I got my plane ticket right here. It's cops, like, too. Well, <laughs> stowaways, uh, you're, you're telling me that you're, you're heading across the Pacific? Oh, not anymore, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> we're going down to South America, and we're going to enjoy a fucking festival. You hear me? Now, I actually have an alternate, though. I think Fred, what was really happening is Winston's right. He was the agent of the government, but this was an eradication mission for the natives. <laughs> because they're sending Fred, who's well-known, well-known to handle things like this, down there... Shit happens when he goes places. They're like, all right, we're going to get rid of the natives for our mining operation. Fred, you're going to get rid of the natives, you're going to get rid of this guy. That's what's going to happen. And Fred's like, oh, yeah, perfect. I get money for Jonestown, and I get money for uh, the mines. It's all perfect. He's the perfect Howdy, man for the job. does not justify comedy about genocide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. 
You never know. Anyway, moving on. So they're on this plane. With, piloted by the whitest Brazilians ever. Some <laughs> might say it was white people trying to do a Brazilian no, accent. No, I didn't mean they were French. <laughs> they said senor a lot. Yeah, but the one guy was like, oh, how do you know? <laughs> uh, so they... Uh, Mystery European. <laughs> they end up going through like some mystery plane problems, a la every Scooby-Doo ever. And the plane, like, magically lands in the middle of the jungle. And, he, and that, that's where we're starting off. Okay. Make sure you hold a, a head, uh, a pillow between your legs. And oh, your yeah, head. we skipped that part. Yeah, when the plane starts going down, that's how Velma suggests they sur- survive. Just put a pillow in front of your face. And she's supposed to be the smart one. Is that based <laughs> off anything? I don't know. Maybe it's like getting under your desk or to that, survive think, a bomb. I think that's Velma just trying to act smart. <laughs> <laughs> Again? I have glasses. They're counting on me. Uh, put a pillow between your face. By the way, this is another episode of the worst voice actor Velma has ever had. Like, <laughs> this whole episode, have... the production quality was kind of crappy. Oh, yeah. There a little a, bit. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to it. Uh, but there is, there is a specific scene... It was um, Velma. Let's see. Fred says fetish. No. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Velma. Velma says something strange is going on, and that moment, the animation on her mouth is so fucky. It reminded me of a fucking early two thousands Flash cartoon. It was the worst. <laughs> I was thinking when Shaggy makes a frowny face and it cuts to black. That was really bad. Oh, also, uh, someone in the trivia points out that if these were Brazilian pilots, they shouldn't have been speaking part Spanish. They should have been speaking Portuguese. <laughs> That's true. Whoops. Alright, so this starts the most terrifying journey of any Scooby-Doo episode we've done yet. Shaggy and Scooby... Oh, in a horror, like one of those like cannibal horror movies, like uh, was it cannibal horror? Wrong turn. Or whatever. What was that? Wrong turn. Wrong turn. There we go. So they they land and it's like immediately fucking hell for them. <laughs> They're like outrunning not only the jaguar, which meets them quickly, and it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Daph- or, uh, yeah, Daphne's like, do you guys want to go to the Navy town or walk through the wilderness by the river? Which didn't make sense out the gate, but whatever. <laughs> and uh, Shaggy's like, well, we're not going to the safe Navy town. We prefer the dangerous river. <laughs> and Daphne's like, all right, assholes, move on. Yeah, and <laughs> so Shaggy's going to be... What did they even go out for? What were they trying to find? That's that they were repairing the plane, and basically the gang just wandered away. They're like, "Oh, let's try and find a boat." And I'm like, "Why? They're repairing the plane." Yeah, I was, like, what are they trying to find with said boat? Well, I assume this is when Fred stole the spark plugs. Yeah, Fred's going to crash the plane. He's like, "Hey, ga- guys, let's go find a boat and explore." Hey, let's find a pawn shop. I got these spark plugs <laughs> on load. <laughs> I think he just wanted some McDonald's or something. <laughs> We're eating a warm meal tonight, guys. So, as if there wasn't enough screaming in this episode, they meet a <gasps> they meet a parrot who like fucks them over when they. Don't worry, fast Scooby Gang. It's me, Gilbert Gottfried, here to fuck with your day. Ah! Before... 
before that, Scooby and Shaggy wander through the jungle, and they fight over who should lead the way. Shaggy says they flip a coin. Oh yeah, that was so weird. And Shaggy goes heads or tails and flips nothing. <laughs> then it comes down, and Scooby says, like, rails. Yeah. Shaggy removes his hand, revealing nothing. <laughs> and he goes, oh, pads. <laughs> suffering from, like, trench foot and, like, giant insects and, like, sweltering <laughs> heat. Oh, yeah, if this was, like, a real movie, you'd be watching some dark scenes in there. Uh, luckily for them, Scooby's tail in this episode gains superpowers. Right. <laughs> it becomes a saw, a periscope, something else. Oh, that periscope was not... Was uh, not I would say Scooby... <laughs> Scooby... Scooby himself gains superpowers because at a point he... And I think this happens pretty recently to this moment, so we can just jump into that. He uh, He's running from the Jaguaro. He finds a piece of driftwood, turns it into a boat with his feet, and then takes oh, yeah. two wooden clubs and turns turns them into oars <laughs> with his Clubs that are laying around. Yeah. Yeah, Scooby has learned survival skills because he knows no one else will save him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, definitely not Fred. Fred only tries to murder him throughout this episode. Seriously, yeah. And Shaggy's like, go ahead into the wilderness. You guys should stay right. back in case a pilot comes back. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, they get kidnapped by the natives, who they keep calling natives. And sorry, the- you're jumping a little ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go on. Yeah, uh, Fred, Velma, and Daphne are searching for a village, and they find an Australian man named Barney who's driving a motorboat. Immediately, I know that this guy has to oh. be the villain. <laughs> I said Why you say that, mate? <laughs> that, w- that was better than his Australian accent. <laughs> that was just Fred's voice actor being slightly Australian. Crikey. Crikey. Yeah, and I guess, I, I thought this was a crocodile, crocodile hunter reference, but I realize now that there was no crocodile hunter at this point in history. <laughs> no. So more... Yeah, you're right. So I guess it's based off of just Australian in yeah. general. Yeah, Australian guys just showing up places. <laughs> so uh, they, they meet this guy, and yeah, I also said he's the villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously Fred he's the only to, white guy here. Fred seems to trust. <laughs> well, speaking of white guys, so so I, my first assumption on this was that the natives were like all in on it, like. They were all his, like, oh, yeah, you know, I hired them for, you know, whatever, kidnapping, murder, cannibalism, whatever he hired them for. But they are like, white dudes from America. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. They're all real natives throughout this entire show, which is infinitely more racist, considering how the ending goes, and they explain that. <laughs> but, okay. So, moving on from there, the natives eventually kidnap Scooby and Shaggy, and they put them in a teepee while they do, like, a rain dance around them or something. Right. 
<laughs> Shaggy's like, all right, man, we don't want to eat. <laughs> or, <laughs> what he's fucking say? He's like, oh, they're looking pretty tasty. He's like, just kidding, Scoob, they ain't gonna eat us. They look outside, and they're like preparing, like, uh, like to eat them. Like a, st a steak for them to be cooked on, right? Yeah, basically. And he's like, oh, shit, man, they are gonna eat us. Which is hilarious, because one of the pilots earlier had said, oh, yeah, they're headhunters, not cannibals. He did know a lot about the natives. Apparently not that much, because they're cannibals. <laughs> yeah. He was already prospecting out here for a location for Jonestown. <laughs> maybe he was maybe he was bamboozling them, so they would go out into the woods and not worry about being eaten and that's just having their head just hunted. Headhunted. <laughs> um, I don't see how that's much better, but also the plane has been attacked, covered with scratches, and uh, both the pilots are missing, which is horrifying. Being trapped in the jungle and your only means uh, of escape yeah. is murdered by a jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> They don't immediately assume that it was the jaguar that did this either, which is amazing. Uh, unlike, unlike most Scooby-Doo episodes, Scooby and Shaggy could have been murdered about 15 times for reals in this episode. Oh, yeah. There's no question of it. They land in a, an alligator's mouth. They're hanging from a snake. A gorilla abducts Scooby for sexual intercourse. <laughs> They're yelled at by a jaguar. Or yelled at by a parrot. <laughs> so... <laughs> Does anyone else want to touch on that gorilla scene? Yeah, I do. Okay. So these two gorillas, there's a mama gorilla and a baby gorilla sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G, Scooby-Doo. Um, yeah, but the baby is drinking coconut with a straw because I assumed that these were the two pilots that had been turned into gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> these gorillas were hyper-intelligent. They sleep in a hammock, and when they see Scooby-Doo... Yeah. They kidnap him, and the baby starts yeah, kissing him. They developed not only the hammock, but the straw on their own accord. <laughs> yeah, it was and a bendy these, straw. These South American gorillas. As well as, like, <laughs> they weren't just Not living bad. in a tree. They were living on, like, a platform that they had made. Yep. Also, there are no gorillas in South America. Okay. There are now. Hold the fuck up. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Where are we? Well, well, we are in South America, but it's just these two gorillas. <laughs> Which makes me wonder if the jaguaro is a real mythological being at all. Let me look that up. Let me find a weird blog that went too in detail. Because we've got jaguars, but I don't think we have apes. Oh, oh jaguaro is just what... They call jaguars in Spanish. Oh no! Well, that's way more confusing. <laughs> in the Portuguese speaking, <laughs> why wouldn't they just give it the head of a jaguar? Why does it have the head of a saber tooth tiger? <laughs> yeah, the name comes out of nowhere. This is really disappointing. Yeah, it looks like there's nothing. There's I found some deviant art about jaguaro. Do you Ooh, guys that want jaguaro that? Jaguaro is sexy. <laughs> There's a close-up of... There's a scene where Scooby bumps into Jaguaro's feet and then stares very intensely at the feet, and this person really liked that scene. <laughs> oh, God! Yeah. Jaguaro feet one and Jaguaro feet two. <laughs> then there's a... <laughs> I think this person's OC meeting Daphne Velma. <laughs> oh, wonderful. 
one of a several different drawings done for Jaguar, Scooby Doo, Indiana Jones crossover fanfic, Raiders of the Lost Bar. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. is a, I'm in. I'm in. Where do this, I invest? This is a joint effort on a different visual visualization of the scene with Daphne and Velma in the bar car and interrupted by Verona. The line work was hand drawn and scanned by Jaguaro, <laughs> then colored by me. The line and coloring styles are both distinctive, but rarely seen on the same image. I see. So, so the Jaguaro is a real mythical being. He's just an internet fetishist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this won't. Yeah, <laughs> this this won't translate well for a podcast. But now we're just scrolling through DeviantArt Scooby Doo. Oh god! <laughs> no, let's play. This we'll play picture picture telephone with the audience. We'll describe a picture, and then you send us fan art of what you think the picture is. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's Scooby. Https <laughs> colon backslash backslash www.deviantart.com Slash Gillian B slash art slash LG colon nine colon detective colon Daffy colon three two six O two seven one eight. And you'll see the art we're looking oh, at. God. <laughs> Maybe we should <laughs> Maybe, I know I, I know what the fuck is I was expecting something a, a little bit more saucy, but this is just like Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want saucy? Because I now have a picture of Velma tied up. Oh, okay. Is she wearing a? Is she is she hypnotized? Do we have that scene? Is that, is that <laughs> no, that's Daphne. This is labeled Velma still in trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, this this one isn't bad though. Okay, okay. All things considered, art art wise, this one isn't okay. Put that <laughs> sorry, did you ask for Velma <laughs> Dinkley in cabaret? <laughs> In which she is wearing a bowler hat. Bobby's one I don't, fetish. I don't know what the you know, the rest of it's like casual, sexy lingerie. You know what? I'm actually proud of Gillian B, though. Her art gets better as she keeps working on it. Yeah, we should. I don't want to make fun of amateur artists. Lord knows my deviant art was bad. I just never drew sexy Scooby-Doo. Yeah, oh, they that was a mistake. Oh, oh, put that away. <laughs> well, here's one of Velma being hogtied with a gag in her mouth. By an elderly woman wearing a transparent bag over her head. Guys, what are we doing? LG30, Velma in trouble again. This is illustrating, uh, Gil- like, <laughs> illustrating Gillian B's fan fiction, The Librarian's Ghost. <laughs> oh, it's hosted on VelmaDinkley.com. VelmaDinkley.com! Which, as far as I can tell, it was last updated in 1998. Guys! Velma's Yahoo group! <laughs> guys, what? What the fuck? Guys, <laughs> Who is that? That's the corner! That's John Lake Glass of ElmaDinkley.com! <laughs> Everyone at home, I urge you to go to ElmaDinkley.com. Is he the one who made this? Yes, this is his site. Oh, what the fuck? There is. This is the most people. <laughs> Of this mustachioed man being hugged by Velma Dinkley. This is a horrifying as his wife smiles the in the background, and Velma is saying, Thank you, John, for making a sign about me. Your wife must be proud. <laughs> oh no. Well, hang on. There's a caption here Madcap art by Tony from Scooby Doo. <laughs> <Mr. laughs> 
your website. <laughs> I probably spent thousand hours researching facts about the show before I put the site up. And you didn't want to make fun. <laughs> a couple of friends have helped me fill in the details of what Velma's life would be like. One of them was Guys! right. Guys. All right, let's let's save this for the uh, we'll save this for the first episode of. Uh, of- Let me finish this paragraph, please. Yeah. A couple of friends helped fill in the details of what Velma's life would be like. One of them was smart, and the other was very nearsighted. Oh, no. <laughs> we are saving this for a later episode of when we do our like deep dive, deep dive. By into internet ketamine holes. <laughs> Piecing. Piecing the real life experiences in the cartoon history together, I have managed to put together a number of original stories, which I hope everyone <laughs> which we knows. will read. Oh God! Oh. Anyway, what's what's the, what's the Jaguaro up to these days? <laughs> I've reached the end. We've reached the end of the internet. Oh, oh, Velma, you, <laughs> Velma chat. <laughs> Velma chat. It's the top on the list. All right, Velma chat. Uh, <laughs> He's got a whole forum. <laughs> oh. Okay, so Jaguar. <laughs> Sorry, I'm starting my chat in Velma. Uh, all right, my, I need a name. I'm going to be Velma what fan. What does this mean? Six, it's a forum for Velma fans. So I'm Velma fan sixty nine. Oh God. Oh, the screen name is reserved and not available. <laughs> no, we okay. gotta go back to Jaguaro, please. No, 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 we found it. <laughs> <laughs> all, of the, all of them were by one guy, and it's just one of the one of the chances is suck my small dinger. <laughs> what? What? Okay, going down. Pee pee tits. Stop it! I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one is Scoop says, "Hey, what's <laughs> hey, what's everybody? Everybody's here to think about Velma." <laughs> oh, guys, it's the Jaguar. <laughs> We're too deep in the rabbit hole. <laughs> Okay, I just posted a hey, listen to Legend of <laughs> Somebody posted on this website yesterday. <laughs> oh. How does this guy have more viewers than us? <laughs> What's everybody's favorite thing about Velma? <laughs> Enters. <laughs> Legion of Red Out was here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jaguaro facts. Please, <laughs> you're gonna get banned. You can't say that. <laughs> I prefer Daphne. Ban me, coward. You can't say that. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. where, where were we in the episode? Oh, oh god, I'm gonna go right. Okay, Scooby and Shaggy are tied up in a tent. They're about to get eaten by not cannibals, headhunters, who also eat people on the side. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they make a point to say that they're not cannibals, just headhunters, but then it turns out that they are actually cannibals. Oh yeah, no, they are indeed cannibals. What the twist! <laughs> so, Shaggy and Scooby try to escape by dressing up as offensive-looking native cons- costumes. I said cultural appropriation to we, survive. We skipped a pretty important part, I think. 
Do okay. tell. The boat part with the kangaroo jack. We, t- we talked about that. Well, like, did we talk about the fucking, uh, the piece of glass they found? Because, like, I think that's a major plot point. Yeah, no, yeah, we never talked well, about is, the glass. That is funny because they say it loudly in front of the <laughs> yeah. guy. I think that, they're suspicious about it. Why is this glass wrapped up in a towel? We still don't have an answer. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so anything else you want to mention on that, Clark? I think that was pretty much it. They found Daphne and Velma found a piece of glass wrapped up in a towel. They're like, why is this piece of glass wrapped up in this towel on this boat that, that we don't... Why are we going rifling through this person's belongings? And they, uh... Like, Kangaroo Jack is like, hey guys, um... We're just gonna go drop you off. Uh, and we're gonna go upstream to get help. And, and that's pretty much the scene. But it is an important scene that we go back to later. And then they find a mining, uh... Hut. Anyway, uh... And there's, there's a pan for panning gold. And they're like, oh, there's no gold here. Then what are they panning for? And then they meet up with Barney again. Well, hilariously, which leads us to the, <laughs> the conclusion. Scooby and... Obviously, Indiana Jones, Temple Doom, ripped that scene off from this episode. No way. 100%. 100%. 100%. What scene? <laughs> I was just agreeing the, with the, you. The bridge scene at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Scooby and Shaggy on one side. Yeah, the Winston campaign totally ripped off this scene. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, ending of the bridge really came from this episode. Do <laughs> you know bridges didn't side. exist before 1978? <laughs> the Jaguar was on one side. The uh, racially insensitive Indians are on the other side. Jaguar was like, what? <laughs> and uh, both sides are breaking the bridge. Scooby and Shaggy defy gravity and science by, like, running over the falling pieces of bridge, yep. basically. Yep, yep, yep. So they get trapped on the uh, top of the bridge, like the highest point. Uh, anyone else want to cover Fred's plan to execute them at that point? <laughs> so there's a dam that is just a bunch of piled boulders that we hadn't seen before, and Fred goes, we have to destroy that dam, and probably destroy that village below. Which was his plan all along. Of course. He was hired by the government to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so He's like, wow, what a great way to kill Scooby and Shaggy and the villagers at the same time. Oh, and uh, when they meet back up with Barney the Australian... One of their pilots is there, but Jose has has, Jose! Been, t- has been taken by the Jaguaro and assumably murdered. <laughs> also, the gang, uh, Fred, Daphne, Velma, find a statue of the Jaguaro. Also, we are not, do- when we describe the Jaguaro, we're not mentioning that it's like sometimes 50 feet tall, sometimes <laughs> 10 feet tall. Sometimes yeah, five feet tall. Weirdly enough, why was the statue even there? Because it wasn't always a statue. Yeah, well, the natives worship it, and mm-hmm. as we'll uh, find out, some villains may have uh, swapped it out with a costume. Gasp! You also forgot to mention that the jaguaro has 60 feet. Oh, yes. Check my art for more. <laughs> Hit me up in Velma chat. <laughs> We're at Legion of Renov in Velma chat. <laughs> um, okay, then... Uh, they destroy the dam, the water comes, knocking the Jaguaro, Scooby, and Shaggy off a waterfall to their deaths, and the episode ends. Or so it seems. But it doesn't. Nope. The, they land off the waterfall, the wreckage of the bridge traps the Jaguaro and destroys his costume, revealing... 
Steve Irwin. Himself. <laughs> Crikey! It's Barney, the Australian boat guy. Yeah, there was no explanation for how he got so tall. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. And if you watch the timeline, it doesn't make sense. Like, he's helping Fred Fred and gang one moment and then chasing Scooby and Shaggy seconds later. Yeah, very, very true. Yeah. Well, that just means that there was a real Jaguar running around. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, when they find the plane, Fred finds uh, tribal fetish gear, I believe he calls it. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, he says that, like, just so calmly. Like, yeah, it's no. a tribal fetish. It's like a small bone object or something with, like, feathers. Well, it's like a whack Shaped off like the it. Jaguaro's feet. <laughs> Shaped like the Jaguaro's feet! <laughs> it's the only thing I can come to anymore. <laughs> oh, God. It's so, oh, it's when you... feet. I was already a furry, but now I have to start mixing animals. <laughs> <laughs> Next level, I'm like Beast Wars when they needed more toys and started combining animals. <laughs> so the Jaguaro is Barney in the costume, then they take him and uh, they tie his hands and take him to a plane. And they reveal Luis, the other pilot, is also in cahoots. They had a diamond mining scheme and they had tied up Jose inside his boat. They hadn't murdered him after all, though they apparently they should have. They uh, used the legend of the Jaguaro to frighten off the natives. Oh, and shit, uh, Louise was not tied up at all, and he's just like, Why didn't you tie me up, you idiots? Yeah, they explain their entire plan. Yeah, that Louise is, is the villain in front of Louise, who's just walking around with a briefcase. Yeah, he stands there listening, like, You guys got pretty close, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he's like, So long, suckers. Time to go fly away with my diamonds, leave you guys stranded to die. And uh, Fred reveals the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He like pulls out his hands. He's like, "I took the plane spark plug." <laughs> I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure planes work that way. Like, I don't know. Do planes have spark plugs? Sorry, it auto filled the Velma chat. They definitely do. <laughs> um, I don't understand why. Like this guy, who's clearly like a villain. And knows he can get away with it because they're in the middle of the frickin' Brazilian rainforest. Like, why doesn't this guy just, like, go into, like, his cockpit, pull out, like, his gun, and walk out after realizing they had taken the spark plugs? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, nobody just, would ever find these bodies. It's assumed that he just gives up when the plane doesn't start, but I want to see what... I don't know, I want to see that next scene. Yeah, they're hippies. They have no family. They're unloved. They're the garbage of society. The history majors of the hey! world. Let, let them die. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I targeted? Whoa! Are you a history major? Fuck off. I thought you were a mystery solving major. Yeah, I thought you were a mystery major. <laughs> I'm majoring in so traveling around the country. Yeah, I'm, I'm majoring in Belma Dinkley. Please tell me uh, one of you is Suck My Dinkley. <laughs> is that one of you, please? Absolutely. Because it, it says Yo, Vel Yo Velma is thick as fuck. <laughs> I'm hoping it's a stranger. <laughs> Suck My Dinkley. <laughs> uh, so then the plane doesn't take off and they assumably murder him and take the diamonds and spend it on drugs or something. <laughs> Are, aren't these kids supposed to be like 14 or something? They're going to Rio de Janeiro like for carnival? Right. Yep. I don't know. Not the most age appropriate uh, vacation no. there. And on top of that, with what money? 
I mean, obviously they don't have much. As they, well, clearly they stole the diamonds after busting this scam oh, and true. took them for themselves. Jose, how about we split the diamonds? Or if you have a conscience, you can die. <laughs> <laughs> I took the spark plugs. <laughs> I took the spark plugs, now I'm going to take your life. <laughs> yeah, assumably Fred rips out his heart. Uh, but anyway, they all, I think one important thing that we skipped on this mm-hmm. is that the natives are actually natives, and part of the master plan is he dressed up like the Jaguaro to use the natives to commit all these crimes. I, I just think that's such a weird thing to put on a kid's show, like, oh, look, <laughs> Yeah, that was, like, actual, like, exploitation. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, all right. <laughs> It's assuming there's still like those kind of natives in Brazil in the 60s. I mean, maybe there were. I don't know, but still seems pretty weird. Do you know there are under un, uh, untouched villages today? Really? Yeah, like it's illegal to talk to them or meet them because if they get the common cold, it'll wipe out their whole society. Yeah. And there was that really? one dingus who went in there to bring them the word of uh, religion and then got murdered. Yeah, this <laughs> happened like. Couple months ago, Kingsley, you didn't hear it. I'm looking this up. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, after uh, it's an island off India. After Velma.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want the scoop. I bet there's a Scooby episode that takes place on this island. I bet it's horribly offensive. <laughs> man tries to convert tribe. I think I'm in the right spot. Yeah. Man loses life November 23rd after trying to convert tribe. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't, I get all my news from Velma.com, so I I got it real quick. (laughs) Oh, man. I think that was, I think that was it. The bad guys, the Australian, uh, this was a horribly racist episode. I think, guys, 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 last words of this guy. People might think I'm crazy, but dot, 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 before he went off to this island to get murdered. Oh boy. I cannot believe this website was last updated in 2017. Oh my god. That is fucking insane. You guys want to read the interview with Velma between the author and Velma? <laughs> <laughs> what? Please, please Bobby. Okay. Uh, this is this this is what we got here. Look at this. Oh my gosh, it's so long. It's like 3 3 4 pages long. <laughs> Can you read an excerpt? Uh, let's start. Let's start at the beginning. Velma, where were you born, and what was your childhood like? And Velma's like, Coolsville, Ohio. My mom and dad were marine biologists. They travel. They they, they travel spoke a to lot. Dolphins. Their neighbors included the Rogers, Shaggy Spoke, and the Joneses, Freddy Spokes. Daphne Blake moved right down the street. When you meet someone at that age, they tend to become like family. Come on, family. <laughs> And that's exactly how I feel about Norville and Fred and Daphne. Norville Shaggy, if you guys don't remember. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I love that he... <laughs> he calls him Norville? That's hilarious. <laughs> he calls him Norville. It's so, so fucking bizarre. <laughs> Is it? It's very strange, yeah. This reminds me of that guy who had that, like, Tron fan site. Do you remember that? No. Like, that ancient Tron guy meme? You remember Tron guy. I don't know if I do. Um, I, I know who you're talking Did about. Did you find a poem to Velma? Yeah, would you guys like to read a poem by <laughs> Jinky's Girl? 
No. All right, I'll read it. Yes, forever, ad- forever Admire by Jinky's Girl. The little girl watched the older girl and whispered to the wind, You are the girl with the orange sweater, the page boy cut, the red miniskirt. No matter what anyone will say, I will admire you the most. The years went by and the little girl grew. She became a well-liked teen. I disagree. Never forgetting the unknown friend, the girl who was her hero. Reaching adulthood and having a family, the girls watched the years pass, never knowing what happened to the girl who gave her a chance. One day, though, she heard of the girl, but sadly she had passes away. The little girl cried over the other girl and decided to visit her grave. Standing in front of where she was laid, the girl spoke. Throughout the years, you were with me, with me in my mind. Even if you're, if you're gone, wrong you you will live forever in our hearts. And you are the one I will always admire. <laughs> wow. That was... These people are out there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is reality, you piece of That's shit. God damn it. <laughs> That's so mean. These people are out there. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse people. This this I'm is something. Anymore. I'm saying they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, someone just joined Velma Chat. Fred Town Enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's that has to be oh. it. We've done. We've done it. This is the- mm-hmm. also. <laughs> Jonestown Survivor 666. So no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, cur- cur- a little peek behind the curtain. We currently use uh, Group Me to like plan our episodes and stuff. We have to use Velma Chang exclusively <laughs> now. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 at Legion of Red Up on Twitter. <laughs> and recently Velma Dinkley.com. Velma Chat. Yeah, follow us on Velma Chat. <laughs> Read my fan fiction, Resistance Riz Rutile. Oh. Uh, oh no. It's a Star Trek fan fiction. Oh, it's on good, Velma Chat. Good. Oh, yeah, okay. I was with Bobby. I, I don't. I don't want to stop recording. It's so, too good. There's so much. We're stopping. We're stopping. Good. Fan fiction contest. Good night. <laughs>